Are mealtimes a serious struggle? Does your child eat a limited number of foods? Does your child eliminate entire food groups? Are you tired of waiting for them to just grow out of it? Welcome to How to Unpicky Your Picky Eater, where you'll learn strategies to help your picky eater expand their palate. With Christine Marotti Yoder, a pediatric feeding specialist, speech pathologist, mom of a child with feeding issues, and author of Mealtime Mindset. Let's get started. Here's Christine. All right. Hi, welcome back. So today I want to chat about why we need to talk to our kids about food and really teach them about food from a very, very young age and the very important role that it plays in their life. Now, you can honestly do this like very, very young. Like I would say from, well, depending on their like cognitive level, I'd say from like one on. And it could be at first when they're very little like that, think very basic. Like food gives you energy to play. Like we need to eat so that we can have energy to play. Um, and, you know, I mean, the older that, um, you know, our, our kids are, it's easier, of course, for them to understand. But I'm going to be honest, you know, kids don't really care about being healthy. Like that doesn't, that doesn't mean a ton to them unless they have like a, a serious fear of getting ill, or maybe they've had experience with family members who are very ill and, and it's a little bit more concrete for them. But being healthy is not, going to override their want to just eat dessert all day. <laughs> so um, really, that's not like the right approach. And from what I learned in when I was trained in SOS, um, the SOS therapy, um, which is like a feeding, a very like a special like feeding therapy program. Um, for those who don't know, it's that you want to focus from the play aspect, not from health. Especially if like if your kids are into sports or dance or some kind of an activity where they are physical and they know that it takes energy and and um like their physical like agility and ability to succeed. Um if they're motivated by those activities, that makes it the connection a little clearer. Like, well, when we eat these healthy foods, it gives us energy so we can run faster, so we can dance better, so we can jump higher, whatever, whatever it is that they're doing. I would focus on that versus, well, you need to eat food because we want you to be healthy and we want you to grow up strong. And like that is so much more abstract and they usually just don't care. <laughs> so if you've been chatting with them about why it's so important to eat healthy food because it'll make them healthy and it'll make their bodies healthy, that might be where you were going wrong. Maybe try talking to them about how it will affect their play and how it will affect um, if they're very into grades, like you can explain how it'll help you focus better at school. It will help you think better and, um, you know, think faster. And it's not like these are all lies, like these are all true things. So um, that's a great way to approach, you know, the initial conversations about food. 
Um, but another way you can do it is um, through books. So like one of the books I love, it's um, What Happens When You Eat. And it's one of those books where you can like lift up the flaps and it'll talk all about food and it kind of explains like what happens when food goes into your stomach and where it goes and um you know what happens you know why do people get sick and um you know how do all of these body parts kind of work together to digest our food and it's really great because it talks about you know the different um components that we eat like it talks about um proteins it talks about um minerals and where we find them and the different food groups and um you know all all of these like little different aspects and i absolutely love it like it talks about iron and potassium and calcium like iron it's part of your blood and you feel tired and you feel sick if you don't have enough iron um so just kind of explaining now this is obviously for older kids but just explaining some of these things might help them become at least a little bit more curious or interested in some of the healthier foods. Because, um, you know, depending on maybe specific goals they have for themselves, they might be like, oh, you know, well, I didn't really want to try this one, but if it might help me, you know, make first string, um, I might be willing to try it. <laughs> so, um, and sometimes, you know, when kids are, you know, we're talking about kids that have also like a fear of foods, like they are kind of afraid to try new foods. And when you have a fear of something, the more you learn about it, and when you give it a name, when you give it, you know, when you validate that for them in some way, it kind of makes it a little bit less scary, because you understand it better. Like, you know, if, if, for example, you know, you're, I don't know, you're really like, well, I'll just take me for an example, right? I used to be very, very, very afraid of vomiting, like severe fear, which is why I never thought I was, would end up with feeding. That's for sure. Um, because I had a serious fear of it and I don't anymore, but, um, you know, the, when I was really struggling and I'm like more of like the depths of that, uh, like swimming in that anxiety and it was very all consuming and it would really keep me up at night, honestly. And, um, you know, it caused me to act certain ways and, and do certain things that I probably wouldn't have done if I didn't have that fear. And what I learned was the more I researched and I found you know, other people on the internet that had this. And I, I gave it an, it had a name, amidophobia. And I learned about what causes it and what prevents it. And the more and the more and the more I learned, the less and the less scary it became because I took away the power of that fear and I gave it back to myself because I was like, well, okay, I know I'm nervous about this. However, I haven't eaten anything. There's nothing for me to throw up. Like there's nothing for me to be afraid of right now. Right. So I knew that I would have had to have eaten something to get sick. I knew that if I had food poisoning, it would be within six hours of me eating that food to experience food poisoning. Um, so, you know, if I was past that six hours, 
and um, like well past that six hours, it probably wasn't that. Like maybe, okay, so I'll troubleshoot. Maybe it's butterflies. Is there something I'm nervous about the next day at school? Is there something happening in my family that might be making me nervous? Can I describe, can I discern that this is just me feeling nervous versus me feeling sick? Right. And I feel like you can apply that principle to any fear, any, you know, with food too. But, you know, the like I'm saying, the more you, they understand food and its purpose and why, you know, why is it the color green? Why is it the color red? How does it get that smell? Um, you know, how can I how can I eat this in a different way? How can I get this nutrient in that I really need, even though I don't like this taste? The more they learn about it, the less scary it is. So, um, so definitely, you know, think about how you can talk to them about that, those foods. And you also want to start telling them about vitamins and minerals, you know, don't wait for, your kid's school to introduce this topic to them because who knows when or if that will happen. So please take it upon yourself to start educating your kids about vitamins and minerals and what each vitamin's name is and what that vitamin's job is in your body and the really important job that minerals have because we need all of these pieces to function and it's really easy to throw our hands up and say like i i don't know and you don't have to be an expert in it because there are books <laughs> like this one about what happens when you eat right and all you have to do is learn together right you don't have to actually be the teacher you can just learn together. Like, you know, I don't know what, I know calcium is important, but like, I don't know why. Let's find out. And it says, oh, it helps your teeth and bones grow. Oh, that seems pretty important, especially if you're like a growing human, like you're, you're not a fully grown human yet. Do you think like what might happen if we, if we didn't have that mineral or that, um, that mineral to help our bones grow? Do you think we'd end up very short? Like what would happen? Like talk about this. Like you can have a discussion and you don't have to have like a formal lesson where you sit down. Like maybe it's just, you just talk about one thing on one day and see how it goes. Um, I bet there's YouTube videos that kind of explain this stuff as well. Um, but you know, you could learn together. Um, Vitamin A is super important. It keeps our eyes healthy. It helps us see better in the dark. Um, you know, these are foods that have vitamin A, spinach, peppers, mangoes, carrots. Uh, you know, not everyone's going to love, um, you know, eating, eating carrots or spinach, but maybe there's another way we can get that vitamin in. Maybe we can change the form. Maybe instead of mango, um, you know, we could do like a freeze dried mango or a frozen mango in a smoothie. Um, we can do carrot juice mixed in with orange juice, right? So we can maybe have our kids, like we can explore like, okay, well, if this is a vitamin or mineral you need, and these are all the foods that have it and you don't eat any of these foods, like how do you think we should get this vitamin in? And maybe it's taking a supplement, but having that discussion of, well, if this is what you need, 
we could either take a supplement or we can try to explore and overcome our fear of trying some of these new foods. What do you think, right? And get your kids to be an active participant in learning about all of this. And, um, I'm, you know, as you could tell, hopefully (laughs) I'm super passionate about this and, we talk a lot in our house about the colors of food because that's a very big interest to my son. But, um, you know, I'm always reminding him, even if it's just, you know, me kind of talking and he he's just listening and absorbing, but I'm just kind of chatting away about the food and he's there. So he hears some of it and I know he'll internalize some of that too. Um, so I just talk about things, you know, as I'm cooking, like, oh, wow, this is such a bright color. It's really important to eat these colors because it helps give our body energy so we can play. It helps give us energy so we can jump. It helps us run with our friends. It helps us do our puzzles, right? I'll just keep talking and I'll maybe do that to different foods and I'll pick up a new food and I'll be like, oh, this one, this one really helps us um, go to sleep. This is an important one that'll help us, our body sleep better. <clears throat> so you can just, <clears throat> you know, you don't have to quiz them on anything. You could just kind of share information. And, you know, I bet you're going to learn a couple of things about food too. And it's a journey for, for both uh, kids and parents, this feeding stuff. Um, I just did like a short video for the YouTube channel not too long ago about this topic, but it's really, I find less and less about it just being an isolated issue to your child. This is an issue that is for both of you. So, Yes, your child is struggling and they have a struggle to overcome, but if you are anxious and it's affecting your meals, your family, your life, it's also a challenge for you to overcome, right? And to some degree, there is growth and um, inner work that has to be done on both the parent and the child's part. And if you only focus on the child and you don't see this as an opportunity for you to learn and grow as a parent, you're going to see that both of you are not going to make the progress you're looking for. So if you are um, struggling with this and you need more help, we have lots of resources. Um, I just posted a bunch of free webinars that you can access now at any time. They run every 15 minutes. So if you are really struggling and upset one night, like you can just check out those webinars and learn something new and take some action steps towards your goals. You can, um, of course, work with us one-to-one Um, and I have courses available and always making new ones to help our, our families and our parents, especially grow and, um, learn and overcome these challenges. So, um, please check out our resources at foodologyfeeding.com. We're always posting content every day. Um, we're giving away, of course, free advice on Instagram at Foodology Feeding. So please follow us there as well. 
And um, thanks for joining today. You know, please be sure to rate, review, and subscribe to the show. Um, it'll help people find us. And it would really make my day. I would really appreciate it. So um, that's today's episode. Thanks again for joining. And we'll see you soon. Thank you for listening to How to Unpicky Your Picky Eater. To learn more about achieving your child's feeding goals, check out Christine's website at foodologyfeeding.com. And be sure to tune in next time to How to Unpicky Your Picky Eater. 